All right, I want to draw your attention to verse 20 of Genesis chapter 9. It says, And Noah began to be an husbandman, and he planted a vineyard, and he drank of the wine, and was drunken, and he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father, and told his two brethren without. And Shem and Japheth took a garment, and laid it upon both their shoulders, and went backward, and covered the nakedness of their father. And their faces were backward, and they saw not their father's nakedness. The title of my sermon tonight is Looking Away from the Shame of Others. Looking Away from the Shame of Others. Now, we've all been there before where, or have you ever been there before and you saw somebody do something embarrassing, like maybe they trip and fell, and you did the nice thing and you tried to act like you didn't see it? Isn't that the polite thing to do? If somebody trips and falls, act like you didn't see it. Okay, you know, don't draw attention to it. You know, and it's it's worse when you fall and then people are coming up, hey, are you okay? Are you okay? And it's like, you know, I'd be fine if nobody was looking. You know, even if you're hurt, I was, we were just talking about, we were by the Frosted Spoon over there. I've only ever ate there one time. And when we went there, I was, I think it was Allie's birthday. We were sitting outside there eating and this old lady was parked in the Hardy's parking lot there and was stepping up on the step and she fell backwards and fell into me. I, and my back was to her. I didn't see it coming all of a sudden. I just filled his body hit me. And then she like hit the table and it went down and it looked, it looked pretty painful, you know, and I, I'm trying to help her up. And she was just so embarrassed and was just like trying to act like it didn't happen. It was like, I'm like trying to help her back to her car. She was pretty old. And she's like, no, no, I'm fine. You could tell she just wanted to get away. Even as old as she was, she was just humiliated by that fall that she took. And I, and I felt bad paying attention because I was embarrassing her. But it was like, you don't ignore an old lady that falls down too. So it's like... I, I couldn't win, so I, if I was going to make a mistake, it was on the side of embarrassing her rather than neglecting an old lady that has just fallen. I, I, I didn't want to do that. But in this story, we have Noah who is drunken, and he's uncovered. He's naked. Now, there's a lot of theories about what happened. Some people believe that Ham committed some kind of sodomite act on his dad. And I've thought that way before, and you know, and I'm, I think it's possible, but I personally think that exactly what this state, uh, this scripture says is what happened. I think he walked in on his dad, and instead of looking away, which you should do if you walk in and somebody's in a situation like that, he, he looked. And here he's, dad's drunken, and he's, doesn't, he's not coherent enough to you know, tell his son to get out of there. And Ham, just for whatever reason, maybe, and you know, he probably was a pervert, He's looking at his father's nakedness. This is a situation that, you know, this is embarrassing for Noah. And Noah, in his right mind, would not want his son seeing this. But, you know, he goes and he violates his dad by looking at him in the situation. Now, Noah shouldn't have been drunk, but Ham shouldn't have been looking at him like that. And then we see Ham goes out and he tells his brethren about it. He tells his brethren, and then, but then his brothers, they go... And they hold up a blanket and go backwards and they cover the nakedness of their father. They were respectful to him. They did not look on his nakedness. And so it wasn't just because he saw something and did something. And people say, well, when Noah awoke and he realized what his elder son, or his son had done unto him, but I think it was that he had looked on him. I think when he was drunk, he might have been talking and acting normal, just not realizing I shouldn't be talking to him right now. And it ended up being a very humiliating thing. And Noah ends up cursing Canaan uh, because of the sin that Ham did. And, you know, there's some things that we all instinctively know 
we just shouldn't look at. Things that we shouldn't, we shouldn't, we shouldn't watch. And I believe it's important to train ourselves to look away from certain things. And often, parents, you try to do this with your children. And a lot of times, you know, you're success, you know, hopefully you're successful. You teach them not to look, but then later, you know, they might start making bad choices and choosing to look at things. You know, where maybe at one time, if they saw something, they would just naturally look away. You know, that's a good thing if you've trained your kids to do that. And, uh, but a lot of people today, they go looking for things to look at that they shouldn't look at. And that's wrong. And, you know, and in a subject like this, the obvious thing that comes to mind is pornography. Okay. And this is not a message about pornography, but here's the thing. Pornography, it's wicked. It's dangerous, but everyone knows pornography is bad. I don't think there's a debate too many places. I'm sure there are some places, but I don't think there's a debate in too many places about whether or not pornography is okay. I think everybody knows pornography is bad. And, you know, even many people who look at it are kind of embarrassed by it. It's not something most people that do that, they do it in private. They do it when no one's around because they don't want people to know because it's embarrassing. You know, it, it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a humiliating thing because it is socially looked, you know, unacceptable. And that's good. And I hope it stays that way. But, you know, the truth is I want, I want to talk today about things that we often neglect to talk about because they are socially acceptable to look at. You know, we don't get the same stigma at it, but not only are these things sinful, but they affect our hearts. That's why it's a problem to look at certain things. When you look at certain things, it affects your heart. It changes who you are. It changes how you think. That's why pornography is so dangerous. It changes how you think. It messes up. It messes up your heart. And pornography is not the only thing that does that. Really, anything that we look at, it affects our heart. The Bible says in Lamentations 3.51, mine eye affecteth mine heart because of all the daughters of my city. You know, when we see things, it does something to us on the inside. It does something in our brain and it makes us feel a certain way. It makes us think a certain way. And so if we're looking at bad things, it's going to affect us. It's going to cause us to have a bad heart. And I say all this because I'm not up here today trying to create another list of don't look at this. If you see this, you send, you know, and I'm not here to do that, but I'm here today to tell you what you look at affects your heart. It will change your heart. It will change how you think. And so you better be careful about these things. And so these things that we're going to look at tonight, these are things that, again, they're more socially acceptable to look at. And the thing is, some of these things, you can look at them and not be committing a sin. But at the same time, I'm going to, I want to hope, hopefully show you how to know if you are sinning when you look at these things. Okay, because like pornography, you're sinning, period. But there's other things. Some people looking at it, it might not be a sin, but for you it might be. And I think it's important that we know what these things are and teach ourselves to look away from these things because, you know, it, we just naturally want to look. Especially when somebody says, don't look, we all want to look. Some of y'all are so wicked tonight when you go home, you're going to go try to find these things I'm talking about. You know, and you weren't even thinking about it before, but, you know, chances are you already struggle with these things. But the first thing that we should, we should train ourselves to look away from is things that are shameful to other people. If, if something is embarrassing for you, you, you don't want other people looking at it. And, and, you know, and we all have nakedness, don't we? But we all try to cover it, right? At least that's what you should do. You try to cover that nakedness. It doesn't change the fact that there's things there that you don't want everybody to see that are there 
But at least they're covered. At least not everyone's seeing it. And you don't want everybody to see it. Hopefully you don't want everybody to see it. And so, you know, what was so sinful about what Ham did is not only did he look on purpose, but I believe he had pleasure in seeing it. You know, sometimes we see things or we find out things about people that are embarrassing for them. But let me ask you, how do you feel when you find these things out? You know, if I go and I find out some bad thing about Brother Brian, okay, and, and maybe I wasn't looking for it, but maybe I saw it. Maybe it was an accident. I found something out about him that was bad. You know, is it, is it a problem? Well, you know, how do I feel? Did I get pleasure out of that? Do you get pleasure out of finding out bad things about people? When you find out that somebody did something wrong or somebody has some kind of fault in their life, how does that make you feel? Do you go looking for it? Do you go, you know, there, think about all these people that are out there always just trying to expose everybody, making all these videos about everybody. Do you get pleasure in watching those things? I mean, do you, do you get joy? Well, you know, if, if these things were true, these are bad people. Okay, I'm not saying it's necessarily a sin to look, but if you're somebody that's going to look at these things and it's for your pleasure, it's for your entertainment, you're a wicked person. You're a sorry person. That's a terrible heart. Hey, that's embarrassing what happened to those people. That's a shameful thing, and you're going to go and take pleasure in seeing this, something that it's really none of your business, something that they wouldn't want you to see. You know, we all do. We all see those things accidentally sometimes, but we ought to try to look away. And so not only did, did Ham see it, but he tried to show others. I, I mean, he go. What, what does he do? He goes and he looks at this, and he goes and he tells his brothers about it. Thinking maybe they're going to want to look too. Hey, I, I don't know if he thought it was funny. I don't know what. I don't know what was going on in Ham's mind, and I really don't want to know. But at the same time, there's people out there. They're so sick. They're so twisted. When they find out bad about somebody, when they find out something shameful about somebody, what do they want to do? They want to go tell everybody. I'm thinking of the news media right now. What are they always doing? They're always trying to dig up dirt on the politicians. Boy, can you imagine during an election year if somebody could find that video on Trump or find that video on Biden that will finally humiliate him? And I don't think anything will humiliate those guys because there's already plenty out there on both of them. But I mean, if it was, if they found the one thing that this would finish them. Okay. And there, there's, there's two, you know, there's different groups of people out there. Some people might watch that news article, or that news episode. You know, exposing Trump because they just want to know, hey, this is our president. You know, I like to know what's going on. I don't think you're necessarily sinning if you watch that. But some people are going to go watch licking their chops for the sheer pleasure of it. And you know what? Don't act like those are terrible people. We'd all be doing it if it was Biden, too, wouldn't we? And you know what? That's, that, that's not right. That's not good. And. When you go, but if you're the kind of person you take pleasure in that, the failure of others, hey, we got evidence this person messed up. We got evidence that this person is a bad guy. And you're, you're enjoying that. You're getting pleasure out of that. You're like one of these people that are just like on every video, just commenting on anything that's bad about somebody, just you know, taking pleasure in someone else's shame. That's wicked. Shem and Japheth, though, they were blessed. Because they refused to look, and then they covered their father's nakedness. They covered it up. Did you know sometimes cover-ups are good? Sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes they're bad. Sometimes they're good. Proverbs 11:13 says, A talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. 
Okay, so right here, we have our magic verse for covering up sin. But there's also verses about exposing sin too, isn't there? And so, you know, any, if I want to go and gossip, slander, whatever, I can just say, I can go to the magic verses about exposing things. Then the sin repeat before all, got a magic verse. If I want to cover things up, because I'm trying to just protect my own backside, I've got a verse about that too. So how do we know the difference? You know, why, you know, how, how do we know when to do what? Because this is where people today just seem to have no discernment whatsoever. They know both verses and they'll use them to their advantage either way. But how do we know when to use them? Well, here's a few things you need to ask yourself. First off, this information you have, how do you know what you know? Okay. You know, this, inf this information, for example, you know, let's say, you know, I got info on Brother Lonnie. All right? I've, got, I've got the goods that will humiliate him to the point where he will leave our church with his tail tucked between his legs and he'll be so embarrassed he'll never give any, us any problems again. We'll never have to see him again. Okay? Now, first thing we need to ask, I need to ask myself, how did I get this information? Did, is it, did I accidentally see something? You know, was I driving somewhere and I happened to see something going on or was I spying on him? You know, was I, you know, did I have him under surveillance? Did I go and I put a mic on him because I was snooping when I have no right to do that kind of thing? See, here's the difference. Some people that are out there exposing people are doing all those very things. It was, you know, they, they didn't have any authority. They had no reason to do that except they wanted the sheer pleasure of exposing them. So how do I know this? You know, the people that I'm exposing this nakedness to, why is it important for them to have this information? Is there a reason for me to, you know, and, and maybe if, since Brother Lonnie goes to our church, there might be, if I saw something go on, there might be a reason to expose it in the church, but is there a reason for me to expose it for the internet? Why am I doing that? Is, is there a reason that all the losers on the internet world that have nothing to do but look at other people's misery, why am I putting it out there? Is, is there a reason for that? This information that you're seeing, this nakedness of someone that is being shown to you by somebody, have you ever asked yourself the question, why do I need to see this? Is, is there any reason that this information is necessary for me? Does this have anything to do with me? We, we need to ask these questions they're very important. You know, another question you need is, you know, you know, again, why do you need this information? Are, are you watching, you know, are you watching that video because you need to know the truth or for pleasure? You know, why, why are you, why are you watching, you know, these sermons? Is it because you're hoping, you know, people watching the sermon night, are they, are they watching because they're hoping for some drama? Hey, I'm hoping some names get dropped. I'm hoping to maybe hear some passive aggressive digs and hope that I'm in the know enough to know who he's talking about. You know, is that, is that why you watch this stuff? Do you get pleasure out of that? You're sick. You know, there's something wrong with you. Well, you know, I, I feel like I just, I need to know if, you know, Pastor Tommy's got some kind of problem or if Liberty Baptist Church has some kind of problem. You know, why, why do you feel it necessary, especially if you don't even go to our church, to see the nakedness of our church? Why do you need, is, is it just for your viewing pleasure? You're sick. Okay, now if you accidentally see it, if it just, you know, you, you just find out somehow 
You know, you can't help that sometimes. Sometimes we just find out things. Sometimes we come across things accidentally. We're not necessarily sinning. But let me ask you, are you going and looking for these things? Are you taking pleasure in these things? When you find these things out, does it bring you joy? Does it bring you some kind of entertainment? Do you go looking for more? Because if you do, understand your heart's already messed up. You've got a bad heart. It should be instinctive for you when it comes to people you care about or people that you love if there is some shame that happens to them, you ought to look away. That's what you should do in a situation like that. Another thing, you know, another example, too, of things that we do that's embarrassing. How many has all been there before where you, you, know, you saw somebody wave and you wave back at them and then you realize they weren't waving at you? Is that not the most embarrassing thing in the world? Now, what's the polite thing to do when, when, when if you wave at somebody and then the wrong person does it, you, you're supposed to act like you didn't see them wave at you. That's what you're supposed to do. That way they can just kind of act like it didn't happen. You know, don't acknowledge it. Okay? When you do that kind of thing, don't acknowledge it. They're embarrassed. Okay? And um, you know, what was that joke about the one they, they thought somebody was waving at them and they waved back, turned out it wasn't them. They ended up hailing a taxi and now they found themselves in, you know, somewhere else because they just had to go through this. It's that embarrassing. I butchered that. I don't remember how that went exactly. Some of you saw it. It was pretty funny. But, you know, we, we all see those things accidentally, but we ought to look away. You know, that's what, we, that's what we need to do. And so, you know, why are you watching this? You know, do you need to know the truth? Are you getting pleasure out of this? Do you get pleasure out of seeing just bad things? So, well, it's true. Well, does that bring you pleasure then to watch it? Do you need to see it? Okay, again. And I'm not trying to be graphic or anything, but, you know, we all have nakedness. Okay? That doesn't mean we should want to see other people. We should not want to see it. We should want those things to remain covered. And again, I'm not talking about just trying to hide things that we shouldn't be hiding. But, you know, I don't want to know every little problem that's going on in every family in this church. I don't want to know that unless you're bringing it to me so I can help you with it. I don't want to know. You know what? If somebody ever calls you up and they accidentally don't hang up the phone, don't keep listening. All right? Don't do that kind of thing. All right? Who's ever done that before where they left the phone on the end of the line and you were listening to see what was being said? Okay? That's, that's not right. You know what? You shouldn't do that because what if they do say something bad? If they do say something bad, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know. I want to think the best of people. And it's not my place if Brother Matt calls me and he leaves his phone on and I hear a conversation going with him and his wife. If they're having some kind of issue at that time right then and having an argument, there is no reason for me to know that. And so if I listen to that, and especially if I take pleasure in that, you say, well, he accidentally left a voicemail. Okay, how many's ever done that, gotten one of those before, where somebody accidentally calls you and leaves a voicemail and it's just a whole bunch of nothing for a long time? It was, well, they, they, I, it was a voicemail. I couldn't help it. You could have deleted it. When you realized what was going on, you could have deleted it. But you know what you did? You listened to it. You know what you are? Your hand, you were looking at their shame. That's wrong. Ah, but I felt bad about it the whole time. Well, you know what? Maybe Ham was feeling bad for a while, too, and then he got used to it. You don't look at that stuff. You look away from it. You need to teach yourself to do those kind of things. Don't look on, you know, don't, don't look on that kind of stuff. Exodus 32.25 says, And when Moses saw the people were naked, for Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies. That sin that Israel did with that golden calf, what they were doing with that golden calf, 
This was not something that was just seen amongst themselves, but their enemies saw it too. Their enemies knew what was going on. And you know what? It made them look bad. Because here's the thing about that. God judged the children of Israel for that, didn't he? They got right. They got punished. But you know what? The enemies probably didn't see that. And they kept talking about just the bad thing that was going on. So the thing is, they had to carry that shame even after that because it was seen by the enemies. And it's, it's always a bad thing when we have issues and it gets exposed to everybody who doesn't need to know it, who doesn't need to see it. it it's embarrassing. It's shameful. And, you know, we, if that happens to someone else, we ought to look away from it. Isaiah 47, 3 says, Thy nakedness shall be uncovered, yea, thy shame shall be seen. I will take vengeance and will not meet thee as a man. Sometimes the nakedness being revealed in Israel, you know, spiritually speaking, it was a judgment from God. This was God's way of punishing them because, again, it's a shameful thing for it just to all get out there and just all be seen. You know, so, you know, I'm not trying to paint graphic pictures, but you know, at the same time, you know, this body that I have is the body that I have, but it's covered, and therefore, there's no shame in it. However, if I were to be uncovered, and somebody, you know, took a video or a picture, you know, I'm humiliated, aren't I? It's not that I was trying to hide anything. It's just, it's something that happened. And you know, you would be wicked to go and try to find that video and watch it. If something like that happened. We've all had those dreams where we end up naked somewhere, you know, and we're trying to cover ourselves. If somehow that happened in real life and it got video, you, you'd be wicked for looking at that. Oh, well, it's out there on the internet. So you don't have to look. Noah was out there exposed where his sons could see. Ham shouldn't have looked at it. You know what he should have done? He should have done like Shim and Japheth and he should have covered it up. Again, if he just, you know, at first, it maybe it was an accident when he saw it, but he should have looked away. He should have looked away when he saw it, and that's not what he did. Revelation 3.18 says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that thou mayest see. You know, every church has some problems. Every church has issues, okay? Our church, you know, we have our own issues, but you know what? Usually, we are able to keep these things in house. And, you know, it's embarrassing. It would be embarrassing if all our dirty laundry was just out there for the whole world to see. We wouldn't want other people looking at it. You know, there's no church. No person doesn't have their own physical nakedness. And no church doesn't have their own spiritual nakedness in the church. And if we don't watch it, if we don't do right, you know what? We can get in trouble. And God could allow those things to just all be exposed. You say, well, what's the good of that? We don't, what, I mean, because think about this. What would be the purpose of God revealing every fault in our church to the whole world? How does it benefit the world, our faults being revealed to them? It doesn't. You know what it is, though? It's punishment for us, is what it is. It's embarrassing for us. It'll knock us down a peg or two. It might humble us a little bit. But at the same time, if God's punishing somebody like that, or if God's punishing another church, do we want to get pleasure in that kind of thing? We better not, or God will do it to us. It says in Revelation 16, 15, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And I don't believe this is speaking 
physically here. I think this is figuratively speaking, too. We need to try to keep our hearts right. We need to try to keep our acts together. Yes, we are all sinners. We all have problems. We all have issues. But hopefully, we're walking in the Spirit and we're not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Hopefully, we're keeping our garments. Hopefully, we're putting on that new man every day. And one of these days when Christ returns, hopefully, we're going to be in a good position spiritually when that day comes and He doesn't come and find us naked, spiritually speaking. I don't want that. I don't want that to happen to me. And so we want to always be ready. So, you know, nakedness in the Bible, I said it's, it's always a, and seeing nakedness. It's always that picture of just shame and things being exposed. And we ought to look away from those things. We shouldn't like that kind of thing. So let's make a though, you know, since everybody likes checklists, let's make a quick checklist on whether or not we're in sin for looking at someone's shame. So first off, did you look on purpose? If you see that video out there, you know, Pastor Tommy caught picking his nose and eating it. You know, did you have to click on that video? Now, most of you probably would. I know, I know your heart, you know, and that's embarrassing. That, you know, if somebody caught me doing that. But, you know, you shouldn't go looking for those things. You know what you should do if you cared about me? You would help keep the view count as low as possible on that. If you cared about me, that you know, don't click on it and give it a thumbs down. That just that just makes the view count go up and then people more interested. Okay? Don't do that. You know what you do? You look away. I don't need to see this. Or anybody that we care about, anybody we love, if they're putting these videos out there, you know, so and so exposed. Okay? Boy, I mean, type just exposed. And I wonder how much stuff we're familiar with would come up. You know. Do we don't watch? Okay, I'm talking about if these if these are people we care about, if these are people that we love, don't look, look away from it. I need to know if it's true or not. Hey, it's not it's not your problem. It's not our place. Just don't look. You know, so are you looking at these things on purpose? Sometimes we accidentally see things. Sometimes we accidentally come across them. I'm not saying you're in sin, but again, did you go looking for this information? If you went to if you had to go looking for that information. When you found it, you're in sin. If you find out something bad about somebody in this church because you were snooping, because you were spying, because you were going out trying to find stuff, you know what? You sinned. You sinned. Nobody hired you as church detective for making sure everybody's on the up and up. Nobody asked you to do that kind of thing. It was none of your business. It had nothing to do with you. You know, another thing, did you, did you share this information with others? Okay, now sometimes we find things out and we might need to share that information with somebody. You know, there, there is a time to do that. But let me ask you, did you share it with somebody who needed that information? And, let me, and did you share it for pleasure? That's what you ought to be asking yourself. Did you share this for pleasure? A lot of people, they do. They're just sharing these things for pleasure. They're sending these videos to their buddies. They're sending these pictures to their friends. They're posting on Facebook. Why? Just because they're getting pleasure out of seeing the humiliation of this other person. Now, I know some of this is heavy stuff because, you know, we all, we all like that. You know, but I'm saying right now, especially when it comes to people that we love, we should know to look away. Ham, why he wouldn't look away from his father in a situation like that, it makes no sense to me at all. It is strange. It's, it, it's no wonder why people think that Ham was a queer. The fact that he would even look at that, that, that it's a strange thing. So, 
You know, don't go looking, don't go looking on purpose in these things. You might accidentally see it. You're not in sin, but don't go looking for the information. Don't share the information with people that don't have any reason to see it. And don't get pleasure from seeing someone else's shame. I will say there was a time somebody brought information to me about somebody and because they, it was somebody in the church, they felt like I needed to know about it. And when they brought it to me, they were devastated and, but they felt like they had to. And thankfully, it turned out it wasn't somebody from our church. It was just somebody with the same name. And, and so, you know, it's like, phew. And, and when I found out, when I found out, I didn't get happy at all. I was devastated. And then thankfully, I looked and I realized, wait a minute, that's not the one from our church. And then I was just like, whew, you know, I, I was thrilled. I wasn't disappointed. I was thrilled. And, you know, and then, you know, I called him up and I was like, hey, wrong guy. And he was thrilled to find that out. Sometimes you might need to do that. But let me tell you something. If that person had been calling up, hey, pastor, guess what I found out? That's a wicked person right there. So do you see how, how you feel about these things you see? It shows kind of who you are and where your heart is and whether or not it's a sin. And so the thing is, when you're just going and looking for this stuff, understand this, it can become entertaining. And it could change your heart and who you are in a bad way. So another thing... We should not get pleasure from others' misfortunes, even if they're bad. Okay, now I hate to preach to myself, but again, you know, let's just admit it. We like it when bad things happen to our enemies. Hey, take your halos off. I know I'm not the only one that feels that way sometimes. Again, we'd all love to see that video come out of Biden that would actually do him in. You know, groping kids didn't cut it, but, you know, something else might, you know. But, you know, look at Proverbs twenty four seventeen. This is one of these verses in the Bible, you know, it's like, it's God's word, it's good, it's right, it's holy, it's just, it's right, but it's not necessarily my favorite verse, you know. But it says, rejoice not when thine enemy falleth, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth. Why did he even have to tell us that? Because we tend to get happy when our enemy falleth. Don't we? That's that's terrible attitude. It's a terrible attitude. And then and here's why you don't want to do that. Lest the Lord see it and displease him and turn away his wrath from him. Y'all see that? If you get excited when your enemy goes down, you know what? The Lord might turn his wrath away from him. So if you want to get them in more trouble, go cry about it. All right. Go if, if your enemy goes down, find some way to make yourself sad about it. Because that's the best way the Lord will keep pouring it on him in that situation. He said, I can't do that. It just shows your heart. And, but that it is true. God's going to see that. God's going to be up in heaven thinking, hey, you know how many times I could have taken you down for all the things you've done? You know how many times I've been merciful to you? Remember when I died on the cross for you? And you're going to rejoice because something bad happened and, and somebody fell that was one of your enemies? You know what? Good luck getting any grace next time you have a situation. In fact, you know, I'm going to give, I'm going to give grace to them in this situation. You better watch out for that kind of thing. The best thing you can do in those situations is just do nothing. Don't look. Don't add to it. Don't promote it. If one of our enemies goes down, we shouldn't be celebrating these things. That is wrong. God will turn away his wrath from them. The way we are with our enemies sometimes is the wonder the Lord's not blessing them greatly. That, that's a terrible attitude. Uh, so we especially shouldn't look 
though, when it is a brother or sister in Christ. Look what it says in Obadiah 1.12. We just talked about this the other day when we were talking about Edom. But one of their great sins that they had is mentioned here. It says, But thou shouldst not have looked on the day of thy brother in the day when he became a stranger, neither shouldst thou have rejoiced over the children of Judah in the day of their destruction, neither shouldst thou have spoken proudly in the day of distress. This is talking about when they were taken captive in Babylon. Edom saw it and Edom loved it. Hey, Israel's finally getting what's coming to them. They were thrilled about it. They watched it with joy. They watched it with glee. It says, Thou shouldst not have entered into the gate of my people in the day of their calamity. Yea, thou shouldst not have looked on their affliction in the day of their calamity, nor have laid hands on their substance in the day of their calamity. Neither shouldst thou have stood in the crossway to cut off those of his that did escape. Neither shouldst thou have delivered up those of his that did remain in the day of distress. They went, and the Edomites, they weren't the ones bringing the judgment. But you know what they did? They cheered on the enemy. They got great joy out of it. And then they went, and we talked about this, how they basically helped the enemy too. Anybody that escaped, they were killing them. They were stopping them. They went and they looted the place after everything was done. Instead of trying to help their brother, instead of having some sympathy, they watched. But it wasn't just that they saw it. I'm sure other nations saw what happened to Judah during this time. But Edom was the one that got cursed because they liked it. They enjoyed it. They saw it and they got pleasure out of it. And God hated that and God hated them for it. And God pronounced them as the people upon whom the Lord hath indignation forever. Why? They looked on their, they looked on Israel. They looked on their enemy and they enjoyed seeing that, seeing what happened to them. So, man, it's hard. Okay. There's people out there that we don't like. If they go down tomorrow, you know, we shouldn't watch the news clips. If they, you know, people that are out there, you know, we've got our haters out there. If they get exposed tomorrow, we shouldn't watch the videos. You shouldn't be liking the videos. You shouldn't be sharing the videos. We shouldn't have our own lynch mobs that go, and hey, we're not the ones exposing them. We're not the one doing these things to these people, but we're clapping for the enemy. We're taking pleasure in it. We're, you know, we're getting our piece of the action however we can by just taking pleasure in these things and just promoting it that is wicked and we should not look on the shame of others don't look at things that are only going to be a temptation to get you in trouble it says in proverbs twenty three thirty one, look not thou upon the wine when it is red when it giveth its color in the cup when it moveth itself aright at the last it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thine heart shall utter perverse things. There are some things, if you look at it, all it's going to do is tempt you. So why are you looking? You know, don't, don't look at that. Don't look at that wine. Well, you know, is it a sin to look? Well, I believe it is because it's said not to here, but why is it a sin? Because you're just tempting yourself. Only bad can come from you looking at some things. And there's things out there on television. There's things out there in the online world that can only bring you temptation. They can only lead you into sin. So why would you look? You need to look away is what you need to do. You need to block yourself from those things and say, I don't want to see that. I don't want to know about it. There are things online that are embarrassing for others that they wouldn't want you to see. And so you shouldn't look. And you know what else? 
There's things online that people don't realize are embarrassing and that they even want you to see, but you shouldn't look. Because, you know, one of these days they're going to be embarrassed about that. One of these days they're, you know, I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I hadn't posted that. So, you know what? Let's help these people out and don't, you know, we can't control everybody. You know, there's, there, there's a lot of wickedness that goes on in the online world. There's a lot of wickedness going on in the Facebook world. And you know what you, the nicest thing you could do for some of these people is look away to unfollow. There are some wicked lynch mob Facebook groups out there that say, well, they, these people want me to see this wickedness that's going on there. I know they do. I know they want you to see this type of thing, but it's embarrassing for them and they don't even realize it. They don't even know they should be humiliated. We are seeing things exposed right now that are humiliating and that are embarrassing. And you know what? Don't go home tonight and go filling your head with all that junk and looking on their nakedness. You know what you ought to do? You ought to look away. Why? Because we care. Because we're loving. When these people get right, the less people that have seen this, then the less damage that there is. And so the polite, the nice thing to do, the Christian thing to do, the kind thing to do would be to look away. Don't, don't, don't look at these things. And, and so all these things that we sit around and watching for our sick pleasure, they're going to affect our heart and they're going to cause us to have ill feelings towards things that we probably shouldn't. And there's some people, if you watch them too much online, you're going to have ill feelings towards them. So you know what? Don't watch. Don't look. You know, don't see it. You know, have, have you ever been there before? I've seen it before, too, where uh, spouses are having issues with each other. And then they start barfing everything online. Don't look at that. It, and, you know, and you say, well, I, I felt bad when I saw it. Well, you, should, you shouldn't have even looked. You know, and, and you've all seen that before. You see these fights that get going all the time. And hey, listen, if you're friends with people I'm friends with in the online world, you're seeing it all the time. Just stupid stuff that breaks out. Ridiculous things. And you know what? If you get pleasure out of that, something's wrong with you. You say, well, it makes me feel bad. Well, okay, so you're not as bad. But understand, you keep looking at that kind of stuff, it's going to mess your heart up. You're going to start thinking things that you shouldn't, so just don't look at it. You know, there's, uh, there's some things in the IFB world that are a shame. Now, some of these things have been exposed in the whole world scene. For example, when Jack Scott got exposed, you know, the whole world found out what he did. It was on the news. And you know what? There was three different kind of groups out there when that happened. There was those who already hated him and cheered when he was exposed and loved watching the news about it. And, and listen, I wasn't a big Scott fan, but, you know, I was disappointed. Okay? My wife, on the other hand, she didn't like him at all, and she was kind of glad. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's not a good attitude. Okay? That was embarrassing for his whole family. That was embarrassing for that whole church. And, yes, it happened. It was true. It was exposed. The whole, the whole world saw it. But let me ask you, when you watch the stuff about that, why did you watch it? Did you watch it because you needed to know what was going on? I mean, you really did need to know? Or were you watching it for pleasure? And a lot of people watch that stuff for pleasure. That's, that's not good. That's sick and twisted. There was also those who saw his shame, and they looked away trying to pretend they didn't see it. 
you know, and and that was not exactly right either. You know, I think a lot of people did that probably out of love. A lot of people might have done it because they didn't want to deal with the responsibility of what they were going to have, need to have to do. I'm sure that was tough for a lot of his preacher friends. You know, they, they didn't want to see these things. You know, when I find out bad things about people that I care about, or if I hear about something bad about people, I don't want to see it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know the problems of people that I care about and I love. And I'm not, again, I'm not talking about just turning a blind eye to things and covering things that are just, that need to be exposed. Sometimes there's things that need to be exposed. But you shouldn't want to see it. And there was also those, though, who saw it and they were heartbroken, but they went on to do the right thing. Today, those people, they don't want to watch the videos. And they don't need to. You know, there's there's people, if somebody comes out and does an, does an expose, you know, on Jack Scott, there's people out there, if, if Nightline or Dateline did a, a special on it, there's people that would be popping the popcorn and counting down the hours for when that came on. And watching it, they don't even go to that church, they never even went to that church, they'd be watching it for the sheer pleasure. But you know, there's other people that care about, love that church, care about that church, they know what he did, they're sad about what he did, He's gone, he's in prison, and you know what? They wouldn't watch that. And it's not them burying their head in the sand. It's just, these are hurtful things. This is an embarrassing thing. It's a humiliating thing. It's been exposed, it's been dealt with, and, you know, there's really, at this point, there's no reason to dig it up again. I mean, it's done. It's been taken care of. But, you know, that we ought to have that attitude when something is exposed about somebody that we care about, we ought to have a broken heart, but we ought to keep on doing the right thing. And we don't have to look at all these things. We don't have to watch all those videos. We don't have to listen to all the testimonials. We don't need to hear these things. Hey, it's been dealt with. It's done. No need to worry about it. And looking at and dwelling on the shame of others, it will affect your heart. You will start to like it eventually. It will be something that brings you pleasure and that's a sick thing. And let me tell you something about these people who, you know, here's how you can know if your heart is messed up is when it, when you, when you, when you get excited, when there's a conflict, when you get excited, when, when someone is exposed, when that brings you pleasure, you are a bad person. I'm sorry. You're a bad person, especially when it's somebody that supposedly was your friend, someone that you supposedly liked and you find out some. That was terrible. When guys like Romero got busted, I was sad about it. You know, I mean, when I found out what he did, I'm glad it was exposed. I'm glad that that man will never be able to pastor again. I'm glad that that happened, you know, that it, you know, that it was exposed. But at the same time, I got no pleasure from that. I'm not, I'm not interested in you know, watching more videos. People still want to put videos out talking about that stuff. I don't want to see that. Hey, it's been dealt with. It's been taken care of. And I was sad about it. And, and but yet there were some people out there. It's like, yes, that's, that's weird. That That's messed up. That's not a good attitude. And so look at Ephesians, Philippians 4, 4. We'll turn here last because looking and dwelling in the shame of others will mess your heart up. You have to keep your eyes on the right things. And so I love this passage. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. 
Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I want my heart and mind kept by Christ Jesus. I don't want to let the world capture my heart and mind. I don't want rabid Facebook lynch mobs to capture my heart and mind and it twists me into one of these just, you know, foaming at the mouth nut jobs that just love seeing conflict and love seeing people get taken down. I don't want that to happen. So if I'm going to do that, I've got to be thinking about the right things. I've got to be looking at the right things. And so he says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. That's what you need to be focused on. Now, you tell me where you go to your, on your television to watch stuff about all that. Okay? You tell me where it is and I'll sign up for cable so I can watch that stuff. You tell me the program that focuses on things that are honest, just, pure, lovely, of good rapport, all those things. And I'll subscribe to it. You go find, show me on the internet where you're going to find us. If you show me the Facebook group that's posting things, what's everything that's just and good and lovely, you show me that and I'll join that group. But you know what? Groups like that, if you find one, aren't going to have a lot of members and they're not going to have a lot of activity. But the rabid ones will get all kinds of action. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you folks, you say, oh, well, I don't participate in the foaming at the mouth and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but if you look at it long enough, if you look at it long enough, it's going to mess your heart up too. It will, it will affect your heart. And you know, some of you, you're at this point where you know, you're looking at this, and you're, these people and you're like, you know, how can they be this way? Keep watching and you'll find out. It's only a matter of time and you'll find out. You look at that stuff enough and you'll have a black, dirty, nasty heart just like that. And you'll be the kind of person that gets pleasure in the shame of other people. You'll be the kind of person that, figuratively speaking, would see their father in a humiliating situation, naked, and instead of looking away, instead of covering it up, you're going to look at it. That's sick. We don't understand that. But spiritually, people are messing themselves up by the, the things that they look at and it, and, and it is, look, the shame of others. This is what's motivating people today. This is what gets people excited. The gossip magazines, the gossip columns, these have always been popular. You know, entertainment, all these, these gossip news things, these things are always popular. People love seeing this stuff because we live in a sick and twisted world. And I don't, I don't know about you, but... I like to think good of people, and so, you know, the way I can continue to, you know, think good about people is to unfollow, to unfriend, to block, to, you know, leave these groups because I, I want to think the book. I, I actually care, but it's like if you try to help somebody and it's just everybody's going rabid, and it's like, hey, that's not going to help me think good about these people. So, you know what? How about I just don't look? You know, and you so say you're burying your head in the sand. Yeah, I do bury my head in the sand with things that aren't my business. 
Yeah, I bury my head in the sand for that kind of stuff. I don't want to see it. I, I want to think the best about people, and this needs to be our attitude. And you know what you need to do? Just like you train your kids when there's a half-dressed woman out there to look away, you need to train yourself to look away from the kind of junk we're talking about tonight. Look away from the things that humiliate other people that are shameful to other people. We don't need to know everybody's problems. We don't need, need to know what's going on in every church and every situation. We need to mind our own business. We've got enough of our own issues that we need to deal with. We don't need to be especially getting pleasure out of the issues and problems of other people. So with that, let's go to prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your word and the great lessons that there are in there. Lord, help us not, not to have this just twisted uh, mentality, Lord, where we take pleasure in bad things that happen to other people. Lord, help us to be loving enough to just look away from these things and uh, just, to, just to mind our own business and Help us, Lord, to just guard our hearts. Lord, we don't, want, we don't want these things affecting our hearts and making us bad people. Help us to think about the things that were mentioned in Philippians 4. And so we will have a good heart and a good outlook on life. In your name we pray. Amen.